Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, this is Sarah Groves, and you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Hi, listeners. Well, today's topic is buying a 1900s church, and Farmer Dean and I did that four years ago. It seems like it was just yesterday. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my fabulous church in the Grove. It was originally Frank Lake Covenant Church, but here's what happened. About four years ago, when Dean and I were looking for a building, this is when it all started. I'd been praying for about three years before that. I was so impatient. I was sure that the little 1900s building across the street from our farm, an original schoolhouse, actually it was probably from late 1800s because my mother-in-law, Marion, attended there. It was just the perfect place, I was sure, for headquarters for the ministry. But in all actuality, those fabulous board members met with Dean and Kathy and said, nope, uh uh-uh, we're not selling. Discouraged from that, no, we decided to head into Benson, my small hometown, and we looked around here and there was nothing, nothing that we could afford or that fit. We headed the other direction to Montevideo, another neighboring town, same old, same old, nothing we liked, nothing that worked. And then a few days later, a neighbor friend of ours that lived on a farm behind a sweet little grandpa named Vernie called and he said, hey, I've been praying for you. What if you look for an old church? Well, it was a couple of days later, another friend of ours, a farmer that lived across the road, called and said, hey, what about if you look for an old church? That was our friend Donald. And so we began to think about that. And I said to Farmer Dean, hey, you've lived here for forever. Is there a little old church that you know of that we can buy? Nope. And then we worried, what would happen if we found one? And it was like $189,000. No money for that. We began to pray and pray we did. And we took my nephew downtown to the Mexican restaurant. We talked a little bit about it. And on our way home, we just said, you know what? We're going to really buckle down and pray about this. Well, listeners, 12 hours later on the front page of our local paper in a town 30 miles away was the beautiful Frank Lake Covenant Church on the front page saying it was on sale on Craigslist for a dollar. And if it wasn't sold, it was going to have to be torn down. And so We race to look at it, and the rest is history. And today, I'm so excited because as we looked at that church, I met with a man that was representing the board that owned it, Dennis Johnson. And today with me is my friend Marie, and she's going to be here in a few minutes. But I want to keep talking about the goodness of God and how he answers prayers, not just for Kathy and Dean for our ministry, but also for the people that originally put together a church in 1900. You know, when you think about how tough it is to organize people, to get people together, to say, we're going to create a church. They had a vision. They had a purpose. They had a dream. And I'm writing a book about that right now. And as I look and I study these old pictures and I figure out the families and what they wanted and what they thought about, it's so exciting to me to know that I am carrying on with my sweet husband and our ministry that wonderful purpose and direction. Well, as we continue, here's Dennis Johnson's wife, Marie, my friend, to fill you in on what was happening on their side of the story. Welcome, Marie. I'm so glad you're here with me. Hi, 
Kathy. I'm glad I could be here, too. Good. Well, we're going to travel back memory lane today. And I'm so excited because if I can talk about anything other than Farmer Dean and my kids, I love to talk about God and this little church. So let's mm-hmm. start out today. Frank Lake Covenant Church is just a stone's throw away from your house and the farm that you and Dennis live on. Um, his father and his grandfather all attended the little church, and it had set empty for 32 years. From an insider's perspective, Marie, what was going on behind the scenes from the owners of the church, Hillcrest Cemetery Association, and their concerns for the building? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, because, frankly, Covenant Church wasn't being used, there hadn't been routine upkeep. Yes, it had been painted, you know, a few years back to make it look better, but there was so much that needed to be done, both inside and out, but there were not funds available to do that. So for years at the annual board meeting of the Hillcrest Cemetery Association, the topic of what do we do with the church would always come up, but a decision could never be made. Uh, It was then in 2012 that one of the younger members on the board suggested uh, selling the church on Craigslist. Mm. Craigslist? (laughs) Well, after some discussion, a decision was made, and Craigslist it would be. Great. And you know what's so fun about that, Marie, is that, you know, we're talking about your side of the perspective for you and Dennis and the other um, group of neighbors and the board members. But on our side, on Dean and Kathy's, of course, I'm telling the audience what was happening with us. And, and the listeners are going to find out that, you know, we're praying, but we were seeking for several years of building, not, you know, aggressively, but we had been praying and searching. And it just always is so beautiful to us how God orchestrated that the timing was so appropriate for when we really started looking to when the little church, you know, went up on Craigslist. So you told us later that because the church was on Craigslist for a dollar, you had some interest um, from people and and wanting to purchase it. How many people do you remember called? And, you know, what did you and Dennis feel was your concern about what, you know, what would happen to it once it was sold? Um, I'm not sure of the number of people that called, Kathy, There were numerous calls, uh, and the board had not set up any um, specific uh, guidelines for the buyer, Um, but I know that there was one caller who wanted to live in the church right where it was located. Wow. Um, There was another caller who wanted to move the church to northern Minnesota, but that would have been uh, too costly a move for them. Sure. Uh, But... I really remember how excited Dennis was after meeting with you at the church, Kathy. Yeah. He came home and he told me, the church could be used for a women's ministry called Best Life Ministries. How wonderful would that be? Oh. And I think the decision was made in his mind at that time. Uh, The Hillcrest Cemetery Association then met, and the decision was quickly made to sell the church to you and Dean. And, and what an incredible blessing it was. I remember the day that, you know, Dino came up with his tape measure and measured the church. And it was just everything that, you know, we had been praying for and looking for. And 
it was so great to be able to meet Dennis. I know when I talked to him on the phone, he said, my wife is teaching piano lessons and I'm going to talk to her about it and we'll get back to you. And I, you know, by the time that you finished piano lessons to the time he called me back, I could barely, you know, stop my teeth from chattering and my feet from pacing. I was so nervous and excited. So uh-huh. it was a wonderful, wonderful blessing. And and it was especially fun to me, Marie, because, you know, I could look out over the countryside and there was the farm where you and Dennis were. Um, so uh-huh. it was something that you guys were connected to, you know, just, I, I believe, you know, not just spiritually and emotionally, but physically you weren't that far from this sweet building. And I know, um, you know, you had driven by it many times throughout the years and, and been over Um Here's my next question for you, Marie. You and Dennis and I, if you remember, we sat outside oh, yes. every day in that beautiful sunshine underneath the trees at the, you know, at the site, and we watched Tyne Movers. Matt and Tim were amazing. Weren't they great? Um, oh, they were super. It was so exciting. And, and I just remember how they got everything prepped and ready for the move. And, you know, when you and I were watching um, with Dennis the steeple coming off because it was obviously too tall to go underneath you know the electrical wires and we watched them build you know pull the building up and we saw those old field stones that were underneath you know as as the foundation how were you guys feeling what were you thinking what was happening in your mind well dennis's initial thought was what would my dad and grandpa think oh but, you know, as those preparations for the move were being made, our thoughts really centered on how did the pioneers, with their limited, limited equipment, mm-hmm. build the church. Yeah, that's right. If you remember, Tyne Movers used that large, large machinery to move those enormous rocks, they like did. you said, from the foundation. Yes, yes. How did the pioneers place them there? Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, it, yes, I will agree. It was a bit sad for us to see it readied for the move. But we were so thankful, Kathy, that it didn't have to be torn down. Oh, me too. The church was going to be cared for, and it was going to have a new life with a new ministry. Mm-hmm. We were so thankful for that. Oh, and we were so thankful as well as we watched that. It was such an interesting process. You know, you and I would talk and we'd think, oh my goodness, I'd, I'd say to Dennis, how are they possibly going to do this? You know, I had no idea what it was going to look like, how it was going to work. And day after day, we'd go up and a couple of days, you know, remember it was so emotionally fatiguing. I don't really know why. I don't understand that. But it was, I, I suppose, because it was high adrenaline. You know, we were all excited mm-hmm. about it. Yes. But I got so worn out and tired. I, I remember one day saying to Dean, I don't think I'm going to go up and watch today. And he said, oh, no, you have to. And remember, Marie, when they were, yeah. was it the steeple? They were getting ready to take off. We had no idea what would happen. And um, Matt got up there, you know, with his big ladder on the truck. And I remember him saying, Kathy, Kathy, wasp, you know, and, and you guys had to run home for the wasp spray. And then it was just crazy because we, we wondered. And Dean was so excited that day when he was there watching. He was supposed to be taking pictures. He was too excited. He forgot all about taking any photos. Oh, I remember It was that. so wonderful. So we loved every minute of that preparation, all the time getting ready. And how fun was it for uh-huh. us? Because we had, you know, PBS there and they were uh-huh. following all along and we had the HGTV guys, the crew from England, they were there and following us. And then the actual 
you know, real day of the move, Jason Davis on the road. When that day finally came and the church was getting moved, several of the original members of the church showed up and, oh, that was so emotional to me and so moving. And we circled in prayer. Remember, we held hands and Mm -hmm. we prayed for God to just bless the church and bless the move. And I know for Dean and I, there were two spots, Marie, that were so overwhelmingly beautiful. When we watched the Frank Lake Church, Covenant Church, pass by Frank Lake, that was just moving to me. You know, it was leaving its home. And then, yeah, and then as we could see it out in the country, we saw the trucks. I can still see it in my mind, the little church behind it. And we were in the front yard. We were singing Amazing Grace. I remember Jason Davis said, Wow, I don't think I've ever, you know, in all of my years, covered a story with a more beautiful setting to have a welcome of a church. And I remember just watching that. We felt so emotional. But for a few moments as the church arrived and was getting, you know, in place by the time movers, there was a little tiny rain shower that came over with clouds. And I remember you feeling emotional. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, I will do that, Kathy. Emotionally, we were very excited that morning of the move because it was a beautiful morning weather-wise, I'm sure you remember. But as the church was pulled out of the churchyard, it was really a sad moment. I think both Dennis and I wiped a tear or two, but it was really only a moment because once the church was on the road, it began its journey to a new place, sure. and then we were happy. And that little rain shower that you referred to just reminded me of how we were feeling that day. Mm-hmm. There was a brief time of overcast when a rain shower passed by, but then the sun came out again, and it was a glorious day. And truly, it was a glorious day, Kathy. It was. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. I'm talking about how Farmer Dean and I purchased the old Frank Lake Covenant Church for a dollar on Craigslist and moved it to our grove. And I'm chatting about it with my friend Marie Johnson. She and her husband, Dennis, are the ones that really helped spearhead this move with us um, and represented the association that was helping to sell it for a dollar and we're going to be back in just a few minutes after this fabulous song he's always been faithful
joining me in the studio today is Marie Johnson, and Marie's husband, Dennis, was a part of the board who sold this fabulous little old church to us. Frank Lake Covenant Church was built in 1900, and way back then, it was built for $2,000. So I had to tell everybody we're being sworn to secrecy that no one will tell any of those people who are no longer living (laughs) that we bought it for a dollar. Marie, thinking about that old church, what's one important thing that you want to share with our listeners today about anything in the history of the church? Um, I'm going to mention two things, Kathy. Great. First, First of all, and most importantly, I believe is that God's Word was always taught there. Mm -hmm. And secondly, um, in the late 1950s, a young people's choir was formed by organist Esther Johnson, who taught this group to sing the old Swedish hymns in the Swedish language and also the meaning of the words. And a a number of the hymns that she taught the chorus had been written by Niels Frickman, a former uh, pastor of Frank Lake yes, Covenant Church. Yes. So for a number of years, the choir performed at the church's Swedish Midsummer Fest in June. And then it was in 1965, a recording was made of the Swedish chorus, and this was made for uh, people to purchase, the old records that we okay. call them. Sure. Um, the, the choir members never forgot those Swedish songs. As they would get together years later to sing at various events, they just knew those old songs from memory because they had learned them when they were young. And I really do believe that this helped to keep the Swedish heritage of the Frank Lake Covenant Church alive. Oh, I so believe that as well. And it was so great when we had the going away service because... The choir that was, you know, still with us here, and several several of them were, you know, getting up there in age. They came to our going away service, remember, and they sang, That's and it was right. oh, it was mm-hmm. so great. Dennis was part of it, and his brother, and I love it, Marie, because for those people who've come out to visit the little church or been a part of our one, you know, one time a month events or our Bible study, they'll see the heritage and the pictures on our walls. So. We do have a picture of Dennis and his confirmation class. We have a picture of his daddy and uncle in their confirmation class. And um, just, you know, it's a wonderful way to experience it. We actually have a picture um, on the wall. It's the cover of the record that you're talking about that they eventually Mm -hmm. made. And um, I'm excited because I've been able to listen to that. I think your son put that on on um, CD for us. And so yeah. very often we'll play that music as people are coming in. And I love to have us be so aware of the heritage and just continuing on that wonderful feeling. Um, you know, those people really invested. They invested in God and they put their time and their energy in having church there. And we want to carry mm-hmm. that on. So one of the things that we do by carrying that on, Marie, is that, you know this, we have monthly events and weddings and women's conferences and a pie social. We'll be having it coming up to raise funds for the church, um, for our ministry on July 16th, Saturday. But we also um, have a little Christmas Eve service. And I just think, you know, now that you're driving by there so often and, and it's a big, beautiful, empty spot with trees in the cemetery you know, how do you guys feel about it when you come over and see me and you know that it's it's no longer where it used to be? How do you feel? Kathy, it is a joy, 
And mm-hmm. I truly mean that from the bottom of our hearts. It is a joy to see that little church so well taken care of inside and out in its beautiful new setting and still being used for the purpose it was initially built so many years ago, that being a place of worship where God's Word is taught, that being so important. So Dennis and I both thank you, Kathy and Dean, for all you have done. Thank you, Marie, to you and Dennis and all the people from Hillside Cemetery Association for that decision to sell the little church when they did. And for those years that we prayed and God was preparing us in the church for the new journey, we are so grateful and so thankful that we can continue that original purpose and honor those saints that went before us. So thanks so much for being on the show with us. And I love you guys and appreciate all you've done to help us. So blessings to you today. Thank you again, Kathy. Friends, it's funny what people say when you step out of your box and you think big and you do what God asks and you buy an old church and you move it because we had to move that church 22 miles from little rural Murdoch, which is a little sweet town that's north of us. Um, I think it's north. I'm so confused out here in the country. Anyway, it was 20 miles away. And in order to buy a building, you know, some things have to fall in place for you. It took a lot of work. And it was a dollar, but it took money to take it and move it and pay people to move it. And we really had to line up a bunch of things. And I want you to know that my hometown was fabulous. AgriLite, the people to work with were amazing. Um, Friends and family and people prayed and donated money to the ministry and encouraged us and helped us. But the city had to approve it. And there were steps and things that had to happen. And, you know, we had to figure out the whole sewer thing. And There was a lot. There really was. So when a lady came up to me and kind of was a little crabby and said, wow, if I knew that that church was for sale, I would have bought it before you ever could. I kind of wanted to smile and give her a hug and then, you know, maybe kind of pinch her thinking, hello, because it really, really was a God thing. You had to have a reason for a church. At least I believed you did. You had to have a purpose. And as I began to think about what we would do with it, all the things that we could do, God just took my ideas and stretched them and made them bigger and better. But as I think back about how long it took to move it, you know, people want to know, you know, how many hours, what was about seven hours to move it, those 22 miles that day. But it was also a long period of time over several weeks where um, HGTV taped us, and so did PBS out of Appleton, so that we could, you know, be able to be a part of the history and watch it. But it took several weeks to get all of the pieces together of digging out around the foundation and lifting it up and prepping the building to actually move it. And once we got it to our little grove, we have a North Grove and a South Grove, and this was going right in the South Grove, it happened to be exactly the spot where nothing would grow. My husband had gone out right away when we looked at the little church and he took his tape measure and he said, oh my goodness, this is going to be tough because this is where nothing will grow in this grove. You see, a family named the Ellingsons had owned that farm many, many years before my husband bought it. And I think an old house had been there. So there was some rubble there, but nothing wanted to grow. When Dean got back from measuring the church, he measured it put it right in, staked it off and said, there you go, right where nothing will grow. We're going to put a church. We're going to build it. We're going to grow a ministry. I often tell him, tell him I'm so grateful and thankful because, you know, I met him in a wonderful way on a dating site 
And I think the first thing I would want to say to people is, hi, I'm Kathy. And you, do you have any land I can put up a church? I mean, how many husbands buy you a church for a dollar, let you have it on their property, right? So I think about those huge rocks and the wonderful, wonderful foundation that was underneath that little church and how we poured a beautiful brick foundation and had everything set up. And the men from Kirkhoven came over from the Efree Church there and the Baptist Church, and they helped us to put a bathroom on the back of it. Things began to shape up. You know, we got the old pews and the old piano. We got several pieces that were original, the beautiful picture of Jesus Christ standing at the door. There's no cross at the front of the altar. It's just this lovely picture. But there were several moments within that move that day that really, really resonated all the way through to my soul and, and the soul of my husband. I remember looking at him and, you know, he's not a really emotional guy. He's very kind and tender, but he doesn't cry a lot. And I looked at him and watched him as he cried, just watching that sweet little church drive into his property. Here's the couple of things that were important to me that day. The first one was when the church came around the end of the Frank Lake. It was a beautiful thing, but I knew they had to say goodbye. The second was when we traveled down County Road 33, we turned and we drove by Bethesda Lutheran Church. And that church was an old church as well. And they had a group of people there with coffee and donuts and lemonade and little kids singing as we drove by and they rang their bell. Oh, it still makes me want to cry. It was so overwhelming. I remember a little 80-year-old grandpa stood on a ladder and took pictures and said he couldn't believe it. There was that old church going by his church. The little kids sang, God bless this little church. Amen. It was beautiful. And as the day wore on, when all of the people stood in front of my yard and we watched the church come down that beautiful Highway 29, well, it was very overwhelming to see it happen. We had friends there that were singing, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. I'll never forget that day. It was a beautiful day. And I want you to know that you're always welcome to come and visit it, but especially on Saturday, July 16th, at 6.30 p.m., we're going to have a pie social. Regular old-fashioned pie and ice cream. All my grandma friends bake the pies. Any hymns sing. You get to pick any hymn you want. We sing them. And we just sit in the beautiful pews and we enjoy the history and the past. So feel welcome to join us. Today, I just want to close by saying I could not have done this without God, without God orchestrating it, and without my fabulous husband. And so when you have a dream that's huge and big and complex, you just lay it at the throne, lay it at the feet of God, and remember he's in charge. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, thanks so much for this day, for all of those dreamers that are looking out and saying, hey, this is what I see. This is what I want. This is what I need, God. Help us to be reminded that our infinite minds can never create as much as the great and fabulous Father can. Thanks for being a provider. In Jesus' name, amen. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, your best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.